That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today's theme is weather. And I just want to say that there it's super windy here and I'm sniffly as fuck because of it. There's just like, it's like there's it's just like, like, you know, debris. There's a Derrico, a, a Derrico happening in my sinuses. There's <laughs> there's a fucking weather front going up and down my mm-hmm. sinuses. Yeah, I'm I'm sneezy. I I swabbed. It's not COVID. You know, mm-hmm. I I we both had big weeks since we saw one another. I yeah. did my first big outdoor hang in a bar with friends outside the bubble. Cool, man. <laughs> and I. Had so much fun, and then the next morning, it was the crushing guilt of a hangover plus COVID fear, which is like a oh, new fun thing. Yeah, I I just don't. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid anymore, and I haven't been for a while, I think just because I've been like out there working yeah. for so long. But I, yes, I also had a big week. I flew to Omaha and saw my family. And it was super amazing. And I had the best fucking time with my siblings. Great. Like, definitely two nights in a row. We, like, had dance parties. There was going to be a third night, but everybody just couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> we just couldn't do it a third night. But the second night, we had a dance party till 3 a.m. at my mom's house. And I DJed. And Damn. it was just, like, song after fucking song. Us, like, singing at the top of our lungs, like, all night. It was so fun. Um, which is probably why the third let's be face it, why the why the third night didn't happen. <laughs> you couldn't have you couldn't have topped it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's just one of those things. I'm also like, like, let's be fair, we're at an age where it's like, woo, three big nights? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I two, know. two is already I know, I know. And I even like really behaved myself with drinking. Like I was like low alcohols, like I didn't drink any hard liquor. And I think why, I mean, other than staying up, I ate mushrooms also on top. I was eating mushrooms because that's what I do now. Because yeah, that's, that's who you are now. That's who I you decided, that's who I've decided now. to You're be. Just, hey, man. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I did that. <laughs> I just am excited about my new journey and not being hungover. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm finding a balance. It's great. Uh, you've, and low alcohol. You've, you've so gone I was from, fine. Yeah. A year ago, you were but that cider think, slut. Uh, this year, you're that mushroom slut, I'm, you know? And yeah. I, I think, yeah, though, that the mushrooms um, give you the farts. I'm not going to lie. 
that's like a oh. thing that I think I'm realizing is mushrooms give you toots the day after toots <laughs> got it cool. welcome to side work podcast okay. I'm your host Andrew right. Wallace yeah that's it sure here we go okay I never know where these cold opens are going to go, but it's like a one in three chance it'll be a bodily function. But yeah. um, I'm your, I know I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Thanks as always for joining in. We're recording on Groundhog's Day today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pucks yeah. the Tawny Phil. He saw his, his shadow, I guess. So six more weeks of winter. Fuck. We're so here. lined up. I didn't even realize that until now. I know like, this weather wow. episode is like it's it's happening. We talked about it today for my job, too. And we also researched all of the um, off brand Puxatawney fills that every county has. They they all have critters <laughs> that are weather predicting as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's um fucking Long Island Chuck. No, not Long Island. Hold on. Let me find them real quick. They're really good. But New Orleans has a nutria that oh, they sure. have pr- predict the weather and also um Mardi Gras. Like if Mardi Gras is going to be good and then NBA playoffs <laughs> and his name is T-Boy. Oh, T-Boy I the Nutria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really intense. Wait, listen to this. Okay. Okay, so there's Staten Island Chuck. So that's one of the groundhogs. Uh there's also this is amazing in Cleveland. Cleveland has its own this Thistle the Whistle Pig who predicts <laughs> weather. Aww. It's so great. And then there's just um out of Maryland, this is a shout out to Brian. Uh, what's his name? Is it a crab? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's not a crab. What's his damn name? It's it's but it's just called like Western Maryland Murray. <laughs> I mean, they, they do border Pennsylvania, so I I guess I would understand that it would be like a whole conglomerate. Uh, yeah, yeah, of the area. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I know it's it's we we. We we had weather on the brain. I'm sitting here like my parents are probably gonna end up with a canceled flight tomorrow morning in Michigan to come out here. So I'm playing. I told you I'm playing that fun game, occupying a headspace. Like, am I about to entertain people for one week yeah. or not? I mean, what do I do? It, it is that time of year. It is the shitty end of January, early February. Fucking depths of winter is upon us at the moment like i leave for hawaii in three weeks and we're taking our fucking moms and i was both like you to both of them i said you have to come 48 hours early in case there's weather totally not fucking missing my flight we'll see you there we'll see you there cunts um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god james dunn was like and i were like entertaining this idea that like our moms like hook up on the trip to hawaii I was like, we need to make a sketch out of that, like, immediately. Um, But yeah, it's fucking crazy out there, Brooke. (laughs) It is. It is. I'm trying to think if anything else fun or interesting has happened. Not really. Not really. I know. Life is life is opening back up for me. A lot it's slower than others. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh, I saw Bjork last night. I went and saw. Yeah. (laughs) Of course I meant to ask you that. Duh. (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, I I sat in an arena with thousands of people and watched a musician and it was a fucking weirdo roll call as you would as you would fucking expect from a Bjork show, but like visually completely amazing and super stunning and like I mean, the costumes, there was like seven fierce Icelandic flute players, like all dressed as fairies. And like, of course, she's incredible. But yeah, it was great. And the audience was on their best behavior. There were no fucking phones out the entire show. It was incredible. Yeah, that is that is really. Yeah, nothing quite like having to watch the concert through everyone's open fucking video app that they're holding in front of you and you're like can we just watch the thing we paid to actually come see please yeah could you yeah yeah but oh i feel that let me guess you took some mushrooms again you fucking (laughs) mushroom slut let's just say i got the tubes today if you know what i mean oh here we go (laughs) um well yes let's jump into some headlines then fuck it this is funny this is uh this is a service industry worker once again being controversial (laughs) on tiktok Really exposing the big lie. Um, basically, it's really not that big of a deal, but it blew up on TikTok. Uh, he is a hotel worker in um, basically in the continental breakfast area. So a lot of refilling the muffins, the bagels, the cereals. So you know those big like dispense as much as you want sort of cereal? Yeah, like know, the, the, the choose your own adventure home, what big a pile you want. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they have the brands of the cereal, you know, our trusted cereals like Raisin Bran, Frosted Flakes, or Fruit Loops. Right. And so right. he showed those labels on the dispensing cereals. In case and you then- need to have a label to show you it's Fruit Loops, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, I know it's so fucking obvious what Fruit Loops are, anyways. But then walked into the pantry in the back and exposed that the. The hotel actually fills up the cereal with generic dun 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 da lies lies. Oh my god! Um, what the fuck do you expect, dude? Like, what do you expect? You just buy the dispensers with the fancy labels, and of course you refill it with generic. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure listeners could be like, oh, yeah, my parents just kept the fancy boxes and like refilled with generic like growing. up. You know what I mean? I guarantee that that is a real thing. I'm I am laughing, though, because like you're sitting here going like Fruit Loops is bottom of the barrel cuisine as is. And there were people on TikTok (gasps) sort of sort of being like, well, I need to know if it's not, you know, the native ingredients I'm used to with Fruit Loops. I fucking I do. And this could like, be very dangerous. I could, someone could really go into a- anaphylactic shock if they had a generic Fruit Loop. I mean, you don't know this. But yeah, obviously it's the same fucking garbage that everything else is made out of. Um, you know, it could be made at the same factory. It's exactly. just, yeah. It's just coming from a company called Cereal Town, you know, instead of General Mills. Like yeah. it's, it's just a completely different thing. I, I just love, love that it caught, like caused a total uproar complete pandemonium in the con in in the comment sections where they're like you could be facing a lawsuit this is false advertising it's defamation of known brands (laughs) emotional stress everybody needs to calm down this shit's been happening forever let's face it like we definitely used to like refill ketchup bottles with generic ketchup into heinz bottles like one hundy this stuff is constantly you're constantly being duped 
You know, yeah. you're, you're constantly like, we replaced your Folgers crystals with something else that's happening on the regs. But I love an uproar like this. Obviously. It's funny. It, to be fair, it reeks of very young people who uh-huh. are 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 not resigned yet to the fact that life is just one dupe after the other. <laughs> Get ready to just be fucking duped, fooled, and disappointed. Clearly, you've also never been to a dive bar. They're not giving you what you ask for oh, ever. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you remember when Jocelyn had her karaoke birthday at the Fog Cutter? Yes. A now, you know, R.I.P., Truly a diamond in the rough dump of all dump dive bars. Very fun. Everyone who went to her party the next day was borderline hospitalized to be who was thought they were ordering, you know, at least like better than well. You know, I was like, sure, I'll have a makers and diet, whatever. No, it was all like five o'clock brand. And everyone was like, I've never been so sick in my life because we all drank lighter (laughs) fluid all night. Yeah. And they were pouring. I mean, and we know that that's really that is actually pretty illegal. But yeah, it's pretty illegal to do that. And I think it's super illegal to just refill, like go to Costco and buy the big, cheaper, <laughs> double big bottles and pour them back into smaller bottles. I've never worked at a place that did that <laughs> before, nor have I been in charge of filling said bottles. <laughs> I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. But anywho's. Oh, and and I just la- last thing, last thing last with this whole thing. Let's not forget that continental breakfast is complimentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut your fucking trap. It's free yes. breakfast. Yes. Of course, they're not giving you the good stuff. Yeah. I'm not going for the cereal anyway. Let's face it. I want powdered eggs, baby. <laughs> I want a banana. I, I want like a completely unripe banana that's impossible to open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want a bagel that tastes like cardboard. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel like I have value <laughs> and that I got a good deal. Justified. You are not even real. This next headline has nothing to do with the service industry. I just really think it's important. Um, the brand Tillamook, who basically, you know, if you, that's a type of cheese, it's oh, their yes. brand of cheese. They're, oh, yes. they're Pacific Northwest based, uh, I believe in Oregon. Yes. They have made what, the, there's no other plain way to say it. They've made cheddar cheese pants. Mm-hmm. Um, they're part of top. If, and top. It's like a whole ensemble. A, yeah. Like a matching fringy frilly. Are they the color of cheddar cheese? Yes, they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Do they have several pockets that are insulated in which you can hold up to three pounds of cheese on the go in your pants? You betcha. Um, I don't fucking know why or how this came about, but I want a Once. pair. Yeah, I'm like, this you is know, my Super Bowl Sunday outfit. Like, this is what I want to wear to the party. I mean, but just also think of the uses other than cheese. You know, I never had a cargo pants phase. And na- and I'm, now I know why, because I was waiting for cheese pants. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. I, I, I just, I'm beside myself. This is wonderful. Well, and if um, you guys, like, can't wrap your head around, like, what three pounds of cheese is, they've, it's 68 baby bells. 
Yes, you can picture you can stuff into like different compartments. Yep. The fanny pack alone can fit one of the Tillamook's one mm-hmm. pound cheddar cheese blocks, which is my go to my Costco uh, top five items would be one That's, of those blocks. See, and if I could if I could make a recommendation for their next line of cheese pants, mm-hmm. how about a pouch on the back where you can put an entire cheese wheel? I oh. need pants that can hold a cheese wheel. I mean, I want a wheel on each side so it looks like an actual ass, you know? (laughs) (laughs) These love it. I mean, so you can go to the Tillamook shop. Mm -hmm. They're only $35. That's not bad at all, especially because it's like insulated pouching. Yeah, do we? I mean, truly, I'm also like, this feels like a like the perfect pants to go walk my dogs in and, and keep everything they need on my person in my like, cheese party. Honestly, pants. they're pretty fashionable looking. Like if you want to make a little a little statement, a cute top. And then if, when you're the party, like they, you can just shove all the cheese on the party platters and just save it for later when you go home. Yeah, or like so right, you can either be the person who yes is is like stealing cheese from the party to go have at another venture or you could show up at a social gathering with pants full of cheese oh. walking around and now you're the center of attention and you're gifting people you're like, "Hey, open my pocket. This one is Gruyere. This pocket <laughs> has a soft uh, it's a soft brie, a bit of a daffinois. Um, so I keep that in the insulated pocket because yeah, I can't I let it get brie, too warm. I keep the brie on my hip pocket so it is a little hotter down there near my crotch. So it will stay a little softer, a little meltier. <laughs> <laughs> and feel free. spreadable action you're looking for in a brie. Yep. Feel free to just put your hand right into my cracker bra. Mm-hmm. It's just filled yeah. with delicious rustic <laughs> shortbreads. Or you could just mm. get, you know, like how... Um, They'll make like the the t- uh, tortilla hats, like a, like a tortilla sombrero. Ooh, you okay, just, you can just like you know take a piece off and dip it in a in a chip. Maybe get a cracker hat of sorts, and people could just break it off there, and that that would also work. You know, I'm it, like just to be a walking charcuterie board is the most fun thing ever. Um, Oh, sorry. I invented a new job that you all are probably going to have to be hired for at some catered fucking maniacs event. But this is something I'd be like, no, I want to be a walking. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm just saying right now, numbers, you know, like we have about two weeks into the Super Bowl. Numbers are going down. You could get invited to a party. This could be your Super Bowl outfit. Fuck the game. We're all about we're we're all about cheese pants and halftime shows. You know what do I mean? Do we okay, because we might finally get to do a first live show at the Fable. We gotta mm-hmm. talk to Tom, make that happen. Do we each order a pair of cheese pants? And that's our show uniform? <laughs> I mean, I'm not against it. It would be a good way to like sneak bar snacks into bars that don't provide food. Let's just be real with that right now. You know, be like, I I uh, or like maybe on an aeroplane, you can <laughs> I don't know. There's so many possibilities. It's these, ridiculous. These are like drug mule pants, but for cheese. But for but cheese. But for cheese addicts. Um, I'm way into this because I don't think I ever received my KFC Yule log. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I totally shit the bed on that, didn't yeah. I? Oh, yeah. God. There were promises made Damn on it. air. You know what happened? Fucking Omicron happened. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, All right. And I went into a tailspin, but I'll see if they have any. I forgive you. Backed up. (laughs) I Um, forgive you. (laughs) God damn it. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on uh, to some server 
submitted a, st- a story. Okay, so we got a response to our episode with James, who is, you know, our guest from two episodes ago uh, with experience both in the normal food delivery service sector and then also the more elevated yet equally confounding weed service uh, side of the service industry. So we had some responses come in from all y'all who've done delivery. The Lord's work, honestly. And I split this up. He, he sent in a lot of stories, so I'm just like sharing a fucking big one. So here we go. Hello, lovely side work podcast crew. I've heard your pleas for stories, and I've selfishly sat on a few from my time as a pizza delivery guy. However, your recent episode about delivery finally gave me the kick in the pants I needed to finally write in. Yes, you needed a kick in your cheese pants. Thanks for all the hard work y'all do. It shows in the quality of content you deliver on a weekly basis. Oh, that's... Thank you! My favorite murder just sold their network for $100 million! (laughs) Anyways, we're not comparing. Nah. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Look it up. It's true. They <laughs> sold it to Amazon for $100 million. We're saving up for cheese pants. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> it's okay. Different paths for everybody. Absolutely. I, I wish, wish them the best. George has always been incredibly kind to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Give us a million dollars. Okay. So for this story to make sense, I need to explain that the place I worked, number one, only ever had a single delivery driver scheduled for every shift. Oof, that's rough. No matter if it's a holiday, Super Bowl, high school sports tournaments, or busy weekends. Number two, the single delivery driver had an unreasonably large delivery radius. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, here we go. Being in small town Iowa, the owners decided the best business plan was to offer deliveries to all the farms on the unpaved gravel roads near the town. So in the seven to 10 mile radius around the restaurant we delivered to, there was our town, two small t- two smaller towns to the west and north, a trailer park that was technically in the county south of us, two housing develops, developments and every little road in between. This meant on busy nights, a driver could have two deliveries in two different towns due at the same time. Whoa. Jesus. So delays and speeding were pretty much the norm. One busy night, a delivery came into a farm on the very north edge of my radius since I was so behind on my other deliveries and this one was so far out of the way that it could wait. Eventually, I arrived at the farm to find this horrible woman standing at the door waiting for me. She tried her best to start yelling and complaining about her food being late and she'll never order from us again, which, come on, she did order from us because we're the only place that delivers to her fucking farm. (laughs) I did my best to shut her down telling her I would be even more late to other people's deliveries if I had to stand here and talk to her, and so I left. When I returned to the store, the manager, sympathetic to my situation, told me the lady called to complain to him that I forgot her two liter of Pepsi, and I would have to drive all the way back to her and drop it off. God, God, this this is hell! I know. (laughs) I complained but accepted my inevitable fate and returned to her house. This time, she was not waiting for me at the door. Instead, I rang her doorbell. It was a ring camera with a speaker. So the woman immediately started her tirade of insults to my customer service again. 
I gotta say, being yelled at by a doorbell after working hard all night filled me with such rage, I picked up a rock planning to smash her doorbell to pieces. If you want to yell at me, have the courage to do it up to my face. Thankfully, I was able to calm myself down enough to walk back to my car, take a couple hits off a joint on my long drive back to the store. After all, the joke was on her. I shook her two liter up harder than I had any other two liter a shitty customer ever ordered. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for everything you and the One Star Network does. You're doing God's or perhaps goddesses work, making those of us in the service industry feel seen and respected. Hopefully these will be some good stories for you. I look forward to listening to future episodes. Have a great day. Godspeed. Good tips. Alex. Oh man. So good. You like another, we should, and follow up too. I'm sure with delivery, Alex has like insane stories, having that kind of route of like having to deliver during shitty weather, because like when shitty weather comes, everybody's like, or we're ordering pizza, we're ordering out, and like it's expected that the drivers just like risk their fucking lives, like to like make sure you get your fucking hot pipe and pizza. Like this idea that um if you're unwilling to drive, that it's gonna be easy for them magically. Like, right. like they they don't drive a snowplow. Right. It's not Bring a domino. Oh wait, drones can't do it in weather. They we, can't do we it learned. in weather. I they know! can they can only go two miles. I maybe we can get the new tria from New Orleans to go underground. Through the sewers to, to <laughs> I like it's that. Not, it's not a bad idea. Hot, fast, delivered by a rat in 30 minutes or yes. less. The Ninja Turtles could like have their own fucking pizza shop. And like, we you do. Know? We need delivery tunnels. You're very right about this. You know, the way at the bank, the bank teller tube, you know, takes the yes. money, goes through the system. I used to like beg my grandmother to lean through the window so I could deposit yeah, the tube we'll, through the- we'll we'll build the orb like in the movie Contact. You know what okay. I mean? Like you can't lock the pizza down or it'll shake. You have to like let it freeze so there's no inertia whatsoever. So we fucking a- invented internet. We can invent <laughs> delivery tubes. Pizza tunnels. Every- <laughs> I want fucking pizza tunnels. Biden new infrastructure plan. Yeah. Pizza tunnels, dude. For forget it. Like yeah, if you just go hard, it'll on be a green platform. energy. You know, yeah. Like- pizza- Pizza tunnels, you will win over both sides. This will be a it'll bipartisan cre- slam dunk. It'll create new jobs just because we're getting rid of like delivery guys. Like it'll create new jobs. Those guys can like they have to manage and like, you know, make sure all the pizza tunnels are running smoothly like a mm-hmm. like a traffic pizza traffic controller, if you will. You exactly. Know? Like yeah. the fucking New York City Transit. There's the underground <laughs> underground pizza <laughs> patrol. I don't know. The U- we need jobs. The UPP. Oh my God. I love this idea. Thanks for the inspiration, Alex. Please. Like I, I'm excited to read more from that. Yeah. We, we have more and they get uglier. So, so good. So good. I want pizza. Give me pizza. Okay. Let's move on to the next story. Hi, ladies. I was listening to your most recent episode and loved the part where you talked with your guest about their experience bartending in different countries. I worked at an Irish pub in Seattle for many years before finally traveling abroad, where I lived and bartended for Ireland in Ireland for a year. Instead, uh, a large instead of large Dublin bars, I worked in local pubs in Cork and Galloway. Very cool. Mary Jane wasn't kidding about needing to pour a perfect pint. 
a bubble in a head of Guinness or Beamish or Murphy's is basically a hanging <laughs> offense in Ireland. I had an old Irishman send a pint back to be remade because two, the, the two part pour had been finished by a different <gasps> person than the one that started it, which ruined the integrity of the pint. <laughs> Ah, I had been trained on how to pour a perfect pint in Seattle, but the locals at the cork bar I worked at were nervous about the Yank pouring their beers. I also happened, uh, uh, I also happened to be literally the fifth female bartender to ever work at that place. Something that was both shocking and hilarious to me. They called me Yank, short for Yankee, of Sassanac. course, Sassanac. or or girl, <laughs> if they wanted to call me anything. They would tell me they couldn't understand what my name was because my accent was too thick, which is hilarious if you've ever heard a Cork Irish accent before. Um, so on my first day at the pub, I asked my coworker, Kieran, where the silverware was so I could polish it and get my side work done. He laughed at me and asked, I is the fucking queen coming to tea. That's that bad. Is that a bad Irish you accent? It's the yeah. fucking queen coming to tea. It's fucking queen coming to tea. My bad for not realizing in Europe, silverware is actually made of silver and stainless steel utensils are called cutlery. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noted. I've got, I've got lots of stories from my time over there, and I miss it dearly. The Irish are some of the funniest, most hospitable, and genuine people you'll ever meet. And I seriously believe that drinking a pint in Ireland should be on everyone's bucket list. I would love to hear more experiences and stories from people who have bartended in cities and other countries. I find that stuff so fascinating. Godspeed. Good tips, ladies. That's from Sonnet. And so do we. We've been talking about going abroad for so long i'm so happy this ball is rolling it's rolling if this if this lights a fire under your ass reach out to us we'd like to talk to you we'd like mm -hmm. to read your stories we would like to have you on the podcast if if this is you and you're like fuck yeah let me tell you about you know i believe we've had listeners write in from denmark from iceland from you know serving in australia but obviously even just like the uk and that area is like so wildly its own experience with its own service industry nuances and i just get so tickled like when i hear about it i love it too i love that they like refuse to pronounce her name sonnet when obviously like sonnets are shakespearean and while british like obviously ireland was a british colony for a very long time before they got their independence so to me it's a fucking hoot that they're just like no we're not gonna do that your girl no. or yank <laughs> uh also okay because i know it's been a few weeks i'm fully back in outlander um outlander I outlander are it's your mushrooms brooke it's okay. I'm that outlander bitch. And I, you know, I talked to you last when I was in a bad place with it. I don't didn't really love the the Paris story, you know, the um story arc. It got good again, then I got real crazy. I'm mm -hmm. not going to do spoilers. Yes, are the do same it. are do the it. same I'm not spoiling it on the show. I hope I'm inspiring <laughs> legions of fans to start watching Outlander. But anyways, Katrina Belf, who is now, I mean, she's so fucking incredible. She's such a good actress mm -hmm. and she's got an Oscar nom for the movie Belfast. Mm -hmm. And she I was just reading about her because I'm in full fangirl geek mode over everything about her and she I just read an article before we recorded today saying every time she gets to go back to her 
you know, her city of birth, uh, Dublin, Ireland, the first thing she does is she gets a pint of Guinness because there's nothing like it in the world. Sure. She literally said that, and I literally read that an hour ago. Aw. We got this fucking amazing, when I was in... um. When I was in Nebraska, there's this amazing new, like, huge liquor store that opens. It, it's these local dudes out of Lincoln and Omaha, and they're basically taking over old Toys R Us's, which are gone now. So they're making these old Toys R Us's, like, huge liquor warehouses. Oh, okay. And they, they're, they, for, for Nebraska, and I think especially in Omaha and Lincoln, they they have shit that you just couldn't can't find anywhere else. So like stuff that we can, you know, like the really yummy mezcals, like all the super yummy beers from all over. And if you want something, they'll 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 get it and they'll bring it. But we got this Irish cream from County Cork that is it puts Bailey's to fucking shame. I mean, Bailey's is still delicious, but this shit is fucking incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm also drinking Bailey's in my coffee right now. I love that. Well, well, I heard it, you know, you guys heard it here first. My dad's 70th is coming up this year, and I, I don't know if I can time it in enough time or get them to agree, but I, my dad has Irish citizenship if he wants to claim it, and he's never been, and I, I kind of want to scoop um, him and my mom up and take, uh, them to, take them to Ireland. That would be amazing. Just know that you have to drive on the other side of the road and trying and, and maybe drive a stick shift, um, which would be hilarious. I'm and taking if- Irish Ubers then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uber. Um, Uber. You're taking an Uber. Uber. You're taking Uber. a lift. We're taking no, a lift. We're um, taking a lift. All right. Before uh, we continue to uh, not do good accents, should we just say thank you for these stories that came in today? Um, keep them coming, you guys. Please, anything that like inspires you. We've got a, such a good crop happening this year. I'm so excited about it. Uh, please send those to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, guys, so let's hop into today's topic. I like I love it when we do topics where I'm like, why haven't we covered this before? Um, and today we're going to talk about weather. So starting with off with a, a nice quote, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes, which is from our dear, I was a friend of the pod, Mark Twain. We no. all know. We've had Mark on a few times. He's um, got a great podcast. Well, the thing too. about Mark, Mark Twain, Twain, though, is that like he would have been a podcaster. He, well, oh, for sure. <laughs> but also he he was like the I think he was just maybe like could have been either a really bad or a really good customer. I mean, the motherfucker like drank and ate like nobody's business and lived the life. So I think because of his wit and his education, he probably ended up being like staff favorite but you never know you know what I mean I'd like to think he was on like our side you know when I and when I picture historical figures you know I know they're not all from the same eras but when you say Mark Twain my brain also immediately thinks of Albert Einstein Charles Darwin and Colonel Sanders as well as Mark Twain where I'm like because of like the the gray hair the bushy wild hair and and mustache mm -hmm. and whatever and I'm like I I know who Mark Twain is but I picture the wrong people and then I go back to the correct one (laughs) I love it I love it. You have you like go through like all the profiles in your head. 
Um, but yes, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes. And I'm going to add on to that by saying for your entire shift to be fucked with. That would be uh, a current day Mark Twain quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Spe- specifically geared toward the service industry because weather is something we cannot control. You know, and it's 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 the deciding factor that we can't control that can make or break the entire restaurant situation. Like, and not just your restaurant or your bar, fucking all of them in the area. It's across the board. It's it's a phenomenon that just the weather is the phenomenon that happens to this industry. Basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and I obviously we are very hyper focused on the service aspect of it. Um, as a business owner, say if you have a retail store, okay, your employees are all going to make their paycheck whether you're dead or not. It just might be bad sales-wise for your bottom line. But when the entire thing is built on customers coming in and tipping, the weather is your enemy. Oh, absolutely. Or your friend. Oh. <laughs> Aye, she's a fickle mi- mistress, She's but she's bunny. But she's bunny. So more than 90% of restaurant operators indicate that changes in local weather conditions affect their sales and customer counts. Obviously, even going on to like if there's crazy snow and extreme cold weather, you can lose three to $6,000 in one night and wondering that's how bad it can be. So like we said, like weather is crazy and we can't fucking control it. So but let's get into it because like we've all been there. We've all worked these shifts when like Mother Nature just fucking rains down and it's like, no, not today, bitch. Shit's going to be different. No, I know what you're saying, though. But I mean, like the thing is, we can sort of become like as meteorologists study weather patterns. Mm -hmm. We can study business patterns Mm -hmm. that come with the service industry that we've Mm -hmm. learned over time. And absolutely. Yeah. We all know like, you know, we've talked about like summer places where like obviously Many beach towns shut down for the winter because who's going to the beach at fucking winter? You know, like these are the things that definitely the weather affects. Well, at Um, least that's like a known and people know that it's seasonal work. Like what if there was the one guy who's like, I'll work lunch and like (laughs) the whole Cape Cod town has been shut down and he's like. I'll just keep working lunch for just this the whole town if you guys want me to. Um, I'm cool with it. You know, that's totally fine. Um, do you remember? Do you have do we, any personal stories of like weather affecting the job? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of different. It's like a mosaic of feelings, especially when you are trapped in your fishbowl that is the bar or the restaurant. And not only that feeling of when you're kind of stuck there and you're watching the world happen outside, and you're like, I know there's a lot happening here, and I am at my job, but God, I want to be out there with all the other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just mm-hmm. thinking of my Brooklyn job where there's just so much life that walks by your restaurant all day, every day, but like witnessing the weather make people run, you know, when it went like, there's a feeling of like, Oh, I'm safe inside. It's dead. But I'm watching all these people run from the subway for shelter, opening their umbrellas, so on and so forth. Or I've had jobs where, you know, you're like the, well, the plan was to work on the patio and now we're in a fucking tsunami trying mm-hmm. to break it down and shut the umbrellas. People are being injured. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, like I being rained out of the patio shifts are some of my favorite and most frustrating money-making shifts. I would agree with that fully. I, I remember that too. I just remember also just like, um, 
Oh God, winter, just like the gross, the wetness of the floor, the salt and the like, salt, mm-hmm. the fucking, the, the, you know, there was, they threw out that like gross rug, like in the entryway before you hit the host stand. That just that, like, but then mixed with, okay, so the vestibule that pops on yeah. to the front of your yes, restaurant that, that has creates, the blasting heat and the suction. <laughs> yep. No, it, it becomes a, it becomes a fucking wind tunnel yeah. if one door's open and the other's not. And so then the whole night, the hostess is being fucking badgered to everyone, everyone who's already inside and cozy is like, ew, clo- it's cracked open. Don't let those gross cold people I in mean, here yet. I agree. Those fuckers that just want to like stand there with the door halfway open get fucked <laughs> like you'll when the next table gets sat you can like move in like that's how it works like it's sort of like decontamination staging you're not ready to come out of this phase yet okay <laughs> you've got your jacket on still I'm sorry I know you're you feel like you're close to home plate but it's still cold time for you okay you're not um, so good I'm also remembering and having really great uh Memories of like expeditions to the bar through the so through the snowstorms in the cities. Like, be are like, you kidding me? Be yeah. like, what else are we doing? It's a snow day. Let's go to the fucking bar. We know they're going to be open. Work is off tomorrow, for sure. And then, like, you're already probably tipsy. Like, be- basically being like Lewis and Clark traversing through the fucking snow to get to a bar. And then the way home is even funnier because you're trashed and you're just falling in snowbanks and it's the most fun thing ever. It really is the most fun thing ever. Um, I found this amazing story on the New York Times and this happened not that long ago, actually. Tried tried to click, but uh, I guess I read my 10 articles. I know, I know. It's it's very hard. I know. So this is back um, at the end of November of 2021. It happened in Yorkshire, England. On a Friday night, a crowd filled a pub to listen to an Oasis tribute band <laughs> at the Tan Hill Inn. Excuse me, and what are they called? They're called No Oasis. No Oasis. <laughs> no Oasis. <laughs> the beers were cold, the fires were warming, the musicians were electric, but outside there was a crazy snow storm a brewing. And the pub patrons knew the forecast and they knew it was going to be shitty, but they're like, we're going to go no matter what. But what they didn't expect, but by the end of the night, the snow had piled three feet high and would block the pub's exits. Okay. So instead of, they couldn't, basically everybody was trapped in a gully. Okay. Okay. Guys, <laughs> this is when it's okay to fuck someone in the bathroom. All right. Yeah, you totally. Are the, you know, you can't go home. Uh, yep. They tried to send you home. You can't. Yeah. Sorry. The, I mean, the authorities had deemed it unsafe to drive on the roads. And so they all made the decision, you know, to be like, okay, patrons, band members, And then seven employees of the inn all stayed the night and then another night and then another night. So Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday night, the entire area was fucking pummeled by this storm. People died like power grids went down like it was bad. And these guys all shacked up at this bar three nights in a row. So and when you say a pub, hopefully there are little yummy snacks. Hopefully there's something. Yeah, there's an inn. They had food. They had they had drinks and stuff. This is a sexy dream scenario i (laughs) would i would be like this is crazy but okay this is when i would be like i just drank for three straight days i've been drunk for 72 hours and it was the best time ever everybody really behaved themselves Mm -hmm. uh there were 61 people though total that like had to shack up together after the first few days and it went down to 50 on monday because there was parents that are like i gotta get home to my fucking 
three-year-old kid, you know, stuff like that that happened. Of course. Um, because there was like so much singing and they watched movies and had a fun time that by the end, instead of No Oasis, they were calling the cover band Snow Oasis. Yes. <laughs> Which is amazing. God, is this the script that we finally developed for I our mean, new idea? Snow Oasis? Snow Oasis. Um, and, you know, they were saying that like the guests, when they had to leave, were emotionals when they said their goodbyes on Monday because everybody had such a good time meeting new friends and getting to know everybody you watch fucking grease and sing karaoke i mean they took pub quizzes they kind of like did it was like a slumber like party for it bar was like activity drunk, it was like bar school yes exactly it was like <laughs> it's totally that's what it was so you know i i just thought this was like making like the lemonade out of the lemons you know what i mean taking like a shitty scenario and singing like how good can come of it um and I that story is just like it gives me all the feels of yeah because New York snow days which just happened by the way and they might be happening again as we speak mm-hmm. um, but that feeling when New Yorkers specifically pause you know when like we can't go to work we don't have to get on the the crazy subway let's just like play outside yeah. because traffic's not happening and usually yeah. traffic is uh you know the number one killer of pedestrians and it's just this very fun seeing New Yorkers get playful and play with the snow because it's like the only thing that's never not dirty. I mean, it, it takes about half a day before right, snow before it's is 100% piss yeah. and garbage. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. But there is this very pure, clean, very innocent, fun feeling that that happens. Um, Chicago is the same way. And then there's this thing. I mean, obviously, they experience, you know, shittier weather. But like at, at this rate, New York's getting pummeled every fucking year. But there's also something, and I'm sure you know too, that like, you know, s- snow absorbs sound. And in a super, super loud city, when you have snow everywhere and snow's falling, I remember nights walking home from shifts, like, or even home from the bar and it's snowing and just being so quiet and beautiful and just being like, what a magical place. Yeah, like... And it's been one of my favorite ways to, because it's like so shocking. Sorry, do we sound like people who have lived in a city with no seasons? For, like, I am so hungry for. Oh, I miss what I love weather. When it I rains here, I'm like, give it to me. Fucking give me the cold rain. Like, I want it so bad. But that feeling of like when you're indoors and everything's kind of like blurry and warm and boozy and fuzzy, but then you hit that air and you're suddenly like hyper focused back oh, yeah. you sober up real fast yeah. you're like it's just me in the snow baby the nice like, where this it like is... takes your breath away it seizes your lungs up it's gorgeous. you know just so oh, good man, so fun you know it's funny like because you you put an article in here um i guess this publication is called like toasttab.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but like they really do like they study how inclement weather and just weather in general kills the mood of people period you know whether they're going to come sit in your restaurant shop not shop stay home not stay home there are actual variables and percentages that you can look at where they were saying this is crazy to me that um okay basically the biggest impacts in terms of weather, how a customer will behave. So rain is the number one to make people mm-hmm. real moody. Mm-hmm. Temperature, obviously, if it's extreme. And barometric pressure, which is funny. I guess it... I'm trying to think I if think I've ever... I think people get, like, fuzzy in the head. And, like, they might have, like... I think, bar- for me, barometric pressure is, like, a headache. 
And you're like, right. But yeah, that's what I. And I I'm thinking, you know, if like barometric pressure is crazy, that's usually before a hurricane, which means it's probably humid and moody or just rain, weird, period, or, you know, fair yeah. enough. But they say that customers are three times more likely to complain at your restaurant if they're cranky because of rain. Mm-hmm. Like rain makes people angry. And I. I'm going to go out on a limb and out myself and say, oh, my God, it's really true. Like, I get so mad. Like, like, like there would be days in New York where I was just like Paul Giamatti, like having a fucking shit fit, swearing, like nothing going my way, like a New York taxi cab dousing me. You know, is it like, you know, splash water up from the curb? Literally, I would buy those cheap umbrellas that would invert and turn inside out when when the fucking wind. Oh yeah, or like blow. You know, it it doesn't work, and then like you're you're drying, but your thighs are soaking wet from like walking in the rain because like there's so much, and rain can happen at any time. Like snow will fuck your day in one way, but rain is like all rains all year round. round, all year round. We were, you were, we were talked about like getting rained out. You know, summertime on the patio, not only are people getting soaked, but like if you have a full outdoor restaurant, they all run inside. Yep. And then they're all just like yep. all this. Thi- and, 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 you know, typically nobody wants to be nobody wants to be the person who's like, I am the only server inside when everyone's outside. But it happens. But then all of a sudden you have like a group of eight who's like, we're just going to sit here. And then like your sir, your tables are all over the fucking place and you can't find where they are. Like, it's a lot. You're it's like, they're like, go get our food, you know, like, yeah. wait, what you just ran and didn't bring your shit. Like, what the fuck? You know, totally. The, the, the conscientious tables will try and bring their drinks and their belongings and everything with them. But then you're sitting here going like, am I transferring this? This is fucking crazy. I've been waiting on that. So then the sections get all fucked up. It's crazy. But I would say rain is the number one pissy indicator for because I like if I'm soaked my plan was to look nice to look I know that whole like now I'm just a fucking drowned rat so now I'm you know now I'm uh toying with my feelings of worthlessness my (laughs) self-esteem issues there's just like a lot that psychologically happens I don't like being wet I am not comfortable in a wet state and there it's what's interesting too is like you know if 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 rain's affecting your customers moods it's affecting your mood as well obviously like all around everybody's in a bad mood and it's one thing to be like, oh, my God, it's summertime and I'm wearing shorts and it's raining and I'm drinking margaritas. Ha, ha, ha. It's the other thing to be like cold and fucking rainy, you know, <laughs> like chilled to the bone, like can't warm up. Like, yeah, that's a whole different kind of rain. Um, Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just keep going down the fucking line then. Let's talk about heat. Yeah. Huh? Shall heat we? Is another big one. And, and you know, when. When you live in a state that has year-round good weather or states that, you know, when I think of uh, Marlon and Danny, like, having, like, really beautiful weather uh, all the way up to hot, humid weather all the time in Florida, like, the heat is not as fickle of a, you know, people are hopefully used to it, but the heat can actually drive people the fuck in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. They're sitting here going like, I will please take advantage of your free air conditioning yeah, and ice I water. Yeah, I don't have it at home. Yes. Um, people also drink more and eat less in the summertime when it, the temperatures get higher. 
out there. Um, so yeah, I, and the heat, you know, I, I think we talked, yeah, we talked and people will camp. These are, this is fucking camp town. Right. Right. Yes. Like people are like, again, they're happy and they're jovial in that summer. So of course you're just going to sit and camp and drink like on your patio table, um, for hours because like it's fucking prime real estate out there. You know, um, I do, I do. I was like, but in today's market, good fucking luck. Wouldn't it be fun though, Brooke, if like customers overbid for your tables like they do in the fucking housing market now so you just made all this extra money so people could actually sit in your section wouldn't that be a goddamn dream for everybody yeah if they're they're like we're paying cash (laughs) this is all just cash you don't have to ring a few things in you can pocket what you want Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. they paid one hundred thousand (laughs) dollars over asking price in cash i'm going to college um so the bigger picture, though, is, you know, with rising temperatures, and we have talked about this before, is that when it's hot as fuck, you're when you're working in these extreme temperatures, like in and out of a hot kitchen into like the hot outside, and not to mention like your back of house brothers and sisters who are like working in a hot fucking kitchen all day, this can be really extreme and dire and unhealthy for people. We covered, you know, I think it was a few months ago, mm-hmm. um, but basically like, Good news in terms of restaurants investing in cooling yes. systems yeah, for the and kitchen. Actually, like Biden um, is changing the law for OSHA and saying that mm-hmm. like there has to be uh, new laws put in place that were basically saying yes, you have to have air conditioning or you have to require breaks. We all know that's not going to happen in a kitchen. No. But if you're working in a factory or working somewhere where there's like extreme temperatures, like you have to be like designated water breaks, have hydration stations, all these things. So these are good things that are happening, but you know, not everybody's going to follow the fucking rules. Obviously of course not. And nobody checks up on restaurants to make sure they're following the rules. We know, we know that to be true. Yeah. Um, but we would just hope that, you know, someone can have, some sort of sympathy for your rights as a human who is working in what is like deadly conditions. Deadly. Absolutely. Truly. Absolutely can be deadly. Um, I do like that. I heard like in Florida, um, that basically they say hurricanes, like, like impending hurricanes bring a spike in business Everyone likes to rush in and order pizza and wings before a storm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like it's a big like, hey, we might be boarded up load for up, a few up. days. Yeah, we might for be sure. Battening down the hatches. But like it's like before it gets real serious, people are basically trying their luck and like, yeah, let's crowd in and, and get as much good stuff as we can get. Like, I feel like hurricanes are the kind of disaster where it's like it's just yeah it's like this slow build like you know the storm's mm-hmm. coming you might not know the severity of it when it finally fucking arrives to where you are um and i know especially in like new orleans you know i just i wanted to mention like willie may scotch house which is like was established yeah. in 1957 it was a bar um there was a salon in it when the salon and the barbershop closed willie may opened up uh, a restaurant and she has some of the best fucking fried chicken i've ever had in my whole life um Wait, you you got to try it oh yeah i was there oh. post katrina post katrina not pre at all um but when Katrina came through, there was severe damage to the restaurant, which is in Treme, uh, which is a neighborhood in New Orleans. Um, but they rebuilt, you know, and because of that, they were able to reopen in 2007. And 
they're better than fucking ever now. So like, would I, and this is just, this is countless. This is one example of restaurants that have been completely decimated by natural disasters and bars. Some of our favorite places, like whether it's, yeah. So, so this is just one, um, that has suffered through, you know, the hands of a hurricane, but even like in new Orleans, when all the hurricanes hit, they're just like, when the fuck can we go back to the bars? I mean, that's what everybody wants to know, you know, in that town because it's such a way of everyday life. Sure. There's like solidarity. That's where you can actually, you know, be like, we're okay. I'm okay. Everyone. Okay. Like it's how you check in on community, your neighbors, yep. like you go get the, you go get the four one one on what's happening yeah, in your town. All the good gossip happens at yeah. the bar. I mean, obviously not to, you know, there's other disasters. Tornadoes I think are ones that hit really harder and you just don't know until it's just fucking gone. <laughs> they, um, they appear so quickly and so violently. Um, They're bowling, really scary. Oh my God. It's insane. Um, so Bowling Green, Kentucky, which got hit not too mm-hmm. long ago, we know so, so bad. Um, there was a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant that is small business called um, Cabrera's, which was open for 10 years. It's the family owned. It's it's the only family owned Mexican restaurant in Bowling Green, Kentucky, um, completely leveled. But they are currently working out of a food truck to still serve their delicious fucking food up. So I just think that it's just this whole, like, we're going to fucking rebuild. We're going to get back out there. We're not going to let this weather, like, keep us down. It's just really, again, fun examples. And, you know, not they don't all end up like this, but it's just nice to, like, put, you know, shine a light on the ones. No. That do. I, I'm, I mean, it's just like, sure, yeah, there's the weather that affects business, and then there's the weather that actually collapses the building that your business uh-huh. exists in. No, uh-huh. it's, it sounded like the original owner of the land and the property in the Cabrera situation was not interested in um, basically owning anymore, so yeah. they are going to buy it rebuild and then it's theirs moving forward so sometimes there could be a silver lining yeah to a crazy natural disaster um that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping for natural disasters to displace a bunch of people living in businesses and homes in la so that <laughs> i can come in and afford something god damn it i mean that did happen at one uh, <laughs> it, at one point but well, the, um, the pan the pandemic put a lot no no there was an earthquake out. that was oh fuck what was the earth i forget i think it was in the 80s like or the I for the fuck, but it was like the middle. It was like West Hollywoody, like Brentwood, and like it shook the like it scared enough people to like move away. I have a client who built this. They were able to afford this amazing house in Griffith, like on the top of the hill, like in Los Feliz, and that's why is because there was a big earthquake and like wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, here's I, another natural disaster which we've been covering for almost two years. Pandemic. I know. I think that's the one disaster. That's the one that takes the fucking cake. Like I know. We, I know. we thought rain was annoying. Like, holy shit. I know. I know. Well, snow and cold is super fucking annoying too. I think for the restaurant industry right now, because like if we're talking about pandemic and weather, because everybody gotta go inside again. No one's gonna, there's not mm-hmm. fucking patios you can sit on in the Midwest, you know, that aren't gonna be completely no encapsulated. If everyone's, wind doing, tunnel. if everyone's doing their part, they're still like getting, you know, I, I think and hope and from what I hear, like that, you know, a lot of places in these two years have developed to being like, yes, of course we do take out now. We yeah, never used to do take out. Yeah. And of course we do it now. Uh, yes, we'd be stupid not to. And um, I feel like I've seen even cooler, crazier pandemic uh, structures popping up. My friend's place 
Detroit Shipping Company uh, in Detroit. They have what look like even better than the shacks we laugh about in New York City, but they're like little greenhouses for your private parties. And they come equipped with like Wi-Fi and um, basically Bluetooth and all this shit. So you can kind of host your own little party in their outdoor little greenhouses. There's like, you could choose ambient lighting, all this really fun shit, but it's like, yeah, fuck it. That's like super fun. Pan- pandemic or not, people will still want that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's really fun and it's very smart. And I love that that is a thing that is year round, you know, because you can heat in there, which is great. Um, getting back to snow and cold, we all know because we're in the middle of it, like it's a slower time of year to begin with because it's already winter time. And then you, this is when you're going to see your deals, right? Like your two for ones, your drink specials. People are like, holding on to any sort of football March madness. This is kind of when that comes into play. Um, My favorite though, one of my favorites being temperature Tuesdays, uh, which is, there's a, I think I talked about Runza before. Runza is um, a fast food place. Of course you've talked about Runza. In Nebraska that serves the Runza sandwich, which is like, you know, basically like a, a yeasted, bread pocket stuffed with cabbage and ground beef and onion and spices. So in January and February, every Tuesday, whatever the temperature is at 6 a.m., that is the price of an original Runza sandwich for the day, which is pretty amazing. So if it's 30 degrees, it's $3? It's 30 degrees, it's 30 cents, I believe. Yeah. What? Uh Uh-huh. No, because, Andrea, that doesn't... That doesn't work because it would never be more than a dollar. What? It would never be more than a dollar. I got to look. The most it could get would be like 100 degrees means it would cost one dollar. I think it means. Hold on. Really? They're they're doing it. I'm pretty sure. You're questioning everything I thought I knew. They're serving them for pennies is what you're saying, though. Yeah. Okay. It's only two months. I mean, you don't get fries or a drink. People are going to want all that shit, you know? I think it's Why just what they do. Why serve them for 30 cents? I feel like you'd get more business if you were just like, just come have a runza on. on us. <clears throat> Let's come to have some runza funza. Get a and great then- deal every Tuesday in January and February. The 6 a.m. temperature at the coldest runza location is the price you'll pay for an original runza. So just Tuesdays. Oh, no, it's just Tuesdays. I said that. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was putting it. I just was. And it's the coldest temperature, like at whichever Runza, like so. And it's only for two months, so it's like a it's a it's a winter deal that only happens on Tuesdays. The the permit- I love how you were like, we're gonna go bankrupt like this immediately. Right? <laughs> I don't what? know about this business plan. No, they've been um, doing it, and I I'm pretty sure there's it. like many other fast food places that do the same thing. Like whether it's a cheeseburger, whether it's a you know like across the board. I think that there's plenty, but I just well, think that's a great winter. Uh, fun incentive just to you bring ha- people in. You have to get smart. You have to get a little weird and desperate. Um, but if you know that's what it is, you know, I, I mean, if we weren't seeing each other in a little bit after we, you know, wrap the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the permanent, permanent uh, records roadhouse, which is down the street, I was just like, dude, they're like right next to this like delicious um, Mexican. Well, I actually don't think they're Mexican. My bad. I'm not. Li- Anyways, they serve papooses over there which mm-hmm. i know is not specifically mexican it's probably like el salvador i'm, I'm oh god here mm-hmm. we that's go. correct no you're right I, it's salvador okay mm-hmm. great so they're 
I'm happy to see is that they are partnering with their neighboring old school restaurant that has been a staple in this restaurant. And so they're doing happy hours to get people to drive their business and to buy more food from the restaurant next door. But they're doing a sick deal. When you buy a happy hour drink between six and eight, the restaurant next door will give you two pupusas for no what? money. No matter what the temperature is outside? It, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, they're, they're just, not even they're, associating with it with weather? It's no, it's just happening because this is what happens in these months and it's weird and it's hard for everybody. But I also think it's a very smart thing to spread the love, spread the joy to get more mm-hmm. people hip to the fact like, hey, we can have dinner at the neighboring restaurant and drink at the new hipster place. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Well, I think we've weathered the storm for this episode, Brooke. (laughs) Play us out, Brian. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys, I always keep doing that forever. Uh, You guys, thank you for listening so much. Again, any service submitted stories, send them to sideboardpod at gmail.com. Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed and good all. (laughs) 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 Oh, terrible soul. (laughs) 